Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on The State of Us, childhood's greatest danger, the data on kids and gun violence in America. For much of the nation's history, disease was the number one killer of children ages 1 through 18. Then America became the land of the automobile, and by the 1960s, motor vehicle crashes were the most common way for children to die. 20 years ago, well after the advent of the seatbelt, an American child was still three times as likely to die in a car accident as to be killed by a firearm. We're now living in the era of the gun. The leading cause of death for children ages 1 through 18 is firearms. Welcome to the State of Us. I'm your host, Justin T. Weller, joined today by the one and only, your friendly redneck liberal and the senior resident historian here at True Chat, Mr. Lance Jackson. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, we've got a show to discuss this, but if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. That When I was growing up, yes, it was riding in a car, you know, and I was riding in a car before there were back seat belts. So we should have been bouncing around like crazy in the station wagon. And we were, luckily there was no accident. But now if you're my age, your grandchildren are more likely to die by death from a firearm. So it's a crazy world out there. Let's get started talking about it. So we're referencing information today, and we're going to be switching back and forth, so I'm not going to cite it each and every time from the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal today. They both did separate articles at separate points. The New York Times did a piece at the near the end of 2022, um, and then the Wall Street Journal did a piece more recently where they actually broke out... Um, not just, you know, died by gun, but what type of gun death, right? Because there's more than one way to die by a firearm. Um, so we're going to talk about that as well. But the gun death rate for children is nearly five in every 100,000. It was flat for more than a decade starting in the year 2000. And most years, fewer than three in every 100,000 children were killed by guns. In 2014, the rate began to creep up. And by 2020, guns became the leading killer. Last year was a particularly violent one. 3,597 children died by gunfire, according to provisional statistics from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I don't want to lose people early, so I'm I'm probably, spoiler alert here, but if you're like me, when I started to read these articles, I'm like, well, sure, all the school shootings, of course, gun violence is, is what's killing young people. You know, it's, you see it on the news all the time where, all these school shootings are taking place and that's probably... So you think that that's what's going on, That's what's on, going right? on. And so, you know, I don't need to listen to the rest of this show because I already know the answer. From the New York Times, school shootings account for less than 1% of the total gun deaths suffered by American children. So the, you know, 
Uvalde, Parkland, you know, wherever you want to go and think about the horrible, you know, Sandy Hook uh, shooting deaths, those account for less than 1% of the gun deaths suffered by American children. And then one more quick thing here, because I know this is usually Justin's side of things, but these is again from the New York Times. The United States has about 46% of child populations of wealthy nations, similar to the United States. But we have 97% of all child gun deaths. So in first world, we threw a lot of common, a lot of stats there at people. But but, but, but again, you said I think it's so a, important because that's not what everybody right, right you're reading the school shooting thing immediately comes to mind. Well, we've seen more of those. So like obviously, I mean it's terrible, right? It's awful. But like, but I know the answer. I don't need to listen I know the to the answer. rest of the show. Uh, it's not the answer. That's not the answer. That's it's not. not the that's answer. less than one percent of these young people. And you think, well, this is a problem that's all over the world. No, the report done by the Kaiser Family Foundation compared a set of similarly large and wealthy nations. So we're not talking about, we're talking about nations that are like the United States. And we have almost half the children in their study, but 97% of the gun deaths. This isn't going on all over the world. Okay? It is is an America-specific, modern-day, exclusive issue. And that doesn't happen very often because Lance and I are quick to point out when historically something's not new, it's just coming around again. From the data that we have access to, this is new. And it is exclusive to the United States, and it is a an item that is getting worse, not better. That's why you have to keep and and that's why and this school is shootings right. don't account for the total increase. You know what I mean? Even though yes, and and the article points that out, the number of school shootings has recently risen to the highest level on record. The picture is a lot worse than that because. Even though that's true, they still, as Lance pointed out, make up less than 1%. Remember, again, that number, let's not lose track of that, that last year, in one year, right, 3,597 children died by gunfire. Now, just putting that in perspective, on 9-11, we lost 2,997 people. So more children last year were killed by guns then all Americans were killed on 9-11. And one year. I mean, we're not even taught. We're not, we're not, it's not, this isn't a decade. This isn't, you know, a five-year period. This isn't a hundred-year period. This is one, one year. We celebrate the anniversary of 9-11 to remember what are we doing for those 3,597 children that died by gunfire? Because again, yeah, you, well, there's these memorials at school shootings and stuff. That's less than 1%. So what about the other 99 and change percent of kids that are dying? Well, as we go to break it down further, um, no group of American children has been spared, but some have fared worse than others. Nearly two-thirds of gun deaths involving children, or 2,279 deaths last year, were homicides. Since 2018, they have increased get this, right? By Since 2018, they have increased by more than 73%. 73% increase since 2018. We're in 2023. 
70, 73%. Yeah, almost double. I, I, I mean, you know, so homicides are where these deaths are coming from. But oh my gosh, like not, not a little increase in homicides. Um, I mean, a massive and this isn't increase in homicides. We're, we're not making this a gun issue show. We're not attacking anybody's rights. But the police and other people quoted in both these articles say, you know, when asked, what's the reason for this? Well, it's the availability of handguns in the United States. Which you, is increased. You can you can have your belief, okay? I mean, you can, however you want to believe about the Second Amendment. We're not even trying to discuss that so much today as the fact that this is what's happening. We have all of these new gun laws and things going on, and you can argue, we're not going to get into that of, well, you know, if you don't have a gun, you need gun to stop violence. You, okay, but but handguns, typically, according to the experts, are not locked up, are much more available to young people. They're, they're Unfortunately, they're laying around or somewhere where young people can get a hold of them. And this is why, according to the experts, the majority of these homicides are taking place. So just, just think about that, okay? I don't care where you come down on the gun issue. But if that doesn't get your attention, and then think of all the other shows we've done that talk about childhood anxiety and why are they so scared of everything and why don't they want to go to school and why, why do they think the world is coming to an end? Because this is the world they're living in. I didn't live in this world. Justin didn't live in this world. This is in the last five years. It's changed in the last 20 years, in the last five years. This is something new that our children and grandchildren are having to deal with that we didn't have to. So two-thirds were homicides. Uh, What makes up the rest? You might say, well, remember, school shootings is less than 1%. So we are going to talk about that. 66% we'll, we'll were get homicides. To school shootings. 66% were homicides, 1% school shootings. Right. So Still we, in the two-thirds <laughs> range there. Right. So we still got a lot of ground to make up. So what's the next thing? Well, the next biggest contributor, uh, suicides made up nearly 30% of child gun deaths, 1,078. And unlike homicides, suicides disproportionately involve white children, mostly teenage boys. Something to mention um, that's important about the homicides is that the majority of homicides, most of them, involved black children who make up a small share of children overall, about 15%, but shoulder the burden of gun violence far more heavily than any other group. And that actually is an increasing problem. It's not always been that way. Um, and which is, I think, another notable thing from the article is that it's not like, oh, well, that's always how it's been. No, it's actually the problem is getting worse. Um, again, suicides making up 30%. So between suicides and homicides, 96%-ish, that accounts for 96% of all gun deaths, suicides and homicides. Um, and again, that the school shootings, while awful, are less than 1%. I mean, if you thought school shootings were bad, right, which I would think that everybody listening agrees those are bad things. We maybe disagree about how to solve them, but I don't think there's there's not anybody out there going, oh, you know, this is a good, we need more of those. Um, it's a bad thing, but it's a bad thing and it's a eensy tiny little piece of the problem with children dying by guns. And not only are we going to break down and continue to kind of get some reactions, but also talk about, so what do we 
do about this? You know, where do we go from here? Because I don't think anybody, hopefully nobody listening, you know, says, well, this is just, there's nothing to be done. You know, uh, it hasn't, again, it hasn't always been this way. So if we're going to be the world leader, are, are we comfortable living um, in a world where that's the case? We're going to look at uh, what somebody who's between 1 and 18 believes and then also talk about some solutions. Keep it here on The State of Us. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Researchers at the Kaiser Family Foundation recently compared a set of similarly large and wealthy nations. So they looked across the world at nations that were of a similar size, status, and wealth, right? And they found that among this group, the United States accounted for 46% of the child population. So almost half of the child population is accounted for amongst large, wealthy nations concentrated in the United States. However, 97% of all child gun deaths were in the U.S. That's what I referenced in the, you know, in the first segment there. That's what I was, was referencing. And it's like, this is an American problem, like you went into and, and explained. This is no finger pointing that this is a worldwide problem or, well, this is just happening in the poor countries or, you know, this is happening in the, in the war-torn countries. No, this is in the United States, people. We're leading the world. Okay, so in gun deaths of minors and it, I, I just like I said, and I don't have really anything to add to this because it's just I'm flabbergasted. It's like I knew it was bad, but not to this level. So last year, we're going to bring in Levi. He's our uh, intern and associate recording producer. Um, last year, Levi, you had. Um, 2,279 children die in homicides caused by guns. And you had 1,078 1 through 18 year olds uh, commit suicide using a gun. So that's, that's 96% of them, but 3,597 people in your 1 through 18 age range died by guns last year. I guess the first thing is, you find this out today, you come in, we're getting ready to record and, and here's the information that's been presented to you. Is this, are you surprised by this? I mean, in other words, you know, you heard this and it's like, oh, well, 
maybe I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Or, oh my gosh, I, that is not what I would have guessed was the leading cause of death among people my age. It especially is kind of shocking for my age group since I live in a small town and I'm not in, we're not really in a district where this happens a lot for this particular age group. But knowing my mom and how overprotective she is with us kids, my sister, who's only three years younger than me, can't even really go outside that much because my mom puts puts a stop to it. I don't know if that ha- that's how it was for you guys when you were younger, but she she's so scared for my sister, who, again, is only three years younger than me. She's 14. She's scared for her to even go outside and around the neighborhood to ride her bike just around the neighborhood. It doesn't even need to be across the town, just around the neighborhood. Well, and anecdotally, I think part of what we hear there, right, is there's this, and Lance, you kind of mentioned it in the first segment, there's this sort of undercurrent that's started to pick up in the past three to five years of uh, fear about whether or not our children uh, will be safe whether they're at school or out on their own or, and we might've said that that was unfounded before talking about these statistics, but um, I don't, it's not unfounded, right? Cause it's certainly a possibility, but like it's an increasing possibility. It's not a stagnant. It's not like we can't say that, well, you know, Levi, like your parents are worried about uh, this possibility. And if we rewound 10 years, the likelihood was the same. That's not true. It's more likely, you know? So people being more worried about it would make sense given that it is in fact more likely. I mean, don't you feel, Levi, like, and I'm trying not to word it in a way that predispositions a single answer because I don't want you to feel like there's only one answer, but haven't those of us over the age of 18 failed your generation if we're going to allow this to continue to be the leading cause of death? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I guess... I mean, let me that re- was a pretty leading question. That was a pretty <laughs> leading... Let, let me ask it a little different. Okay. I object. If, 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 we're in, if, if we're in a court of law, I was... I said I was trying to leading, not... That was a leading question, Your Honor. Uh, but but let, me, let, me, let me ask How it about a different this? way. What do, you, what do you think of looking at me? What do you think of my generation? And what we've done to protect you. Is it adequate? Uh, yeah, at first I'm not glance, even going that first, far. I'm saying, what do you think of, of, of us protecting you? Have, have we, do you feel safe? Yeah. Do your I friends mean, feel safe? Yes. Then but, why are your parents so worried about your sister? Because there's other parents that aren't very... Okay, so me personally, I did a good job. But society has or has not, in your opinion? Has or has not done a good job keeping of kids right. safe, but, keeping young yeah. people safe from guns in your lifetime. In my lifetime, I haven't seen very much um, bad of the bad part of it. But okay, you haven't come in contact with it. <laughs> no, I haven't. But this started twenty years ago, so but it's been going on in your lifetime. Yes, and who's been the people in charge in the last twenty years? <laughs> you guys, right? Yep. Higher and. Um, you can say older. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, senior, I'm, I'm senior. I'm not higher. I'm, I'm older. Senior. Higher. Yeah. Higher. I'm higher. You're okay. higher. 
um, not from my close friends have I seen any um, anything like this, but I've seen some stories or maybe reels, Instagram reels or anything like that of my friends flashing their guns around on their stories. So, I mean, a lot of their parents, I don't know, maybe they just That's don't care. That's where I care. was getting. I mean, on social media, do you not see it? I do. I do. Well, the other thing, Levi, and, and here's one of the hard things, right? When we ask- That doesn't worry you? I mean, your parents, don't, your parents don't see it. I'm sure. No, they're not no. following. They're not on TikTok or Instagram no. or whatever. Okay. Mm-mm. But you're seeing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking of, you know, a famous NBA player who's in real trouble now because he's flashing guns on social media and he got in trouble once and he said, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. And two weeks later he's flashing it again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how I don't, I'm not on Instagram or TikTok either. <laughs> how is Snapchat? Any of that? How common is that? I mean, do, do you see that? You kind of mentioned there a little bit. Is it out there for young people? It, Are young people yeah. flashing handguns yep. yes. in videos that they're, I mean, because that's, I don't know. Yep. I've never seen, uh, you know, I've seen one or two TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. Never, you know, mm-hmm. Snapchat. Yeah, my nephew does, but my phone doesn't get it. My wife sees it and it's usually some song that he's doing. I've never seen that, but is that a, you're saying is a fairly common occurrence, even among yep. in this small rural town? Oh yeah. It's, it's fully accessible almost anywhere you can find it. Um, maybe not TikTok as much, but Instagram and Snapchat definitely as Facebook has its own stories, Instagram and Snapchat does too. See it a lot on there. The the other thing I guess I want to point out is remember that this is a, is a relative thing. If If you've grown up being used to it, it's hard to identify it as a problem because it's just sort of always been there. But just for perspective, it wasn't that long ago that I was in high school in this town. And I'm going to let Lance fact check me here if I'm wrong, but I was doodling while, you know, uh, Levi was talking because I was just thinking about what's some things that have happened while you've been, you know, in junior high through high school, that this age range, you know, like sixth through 12th grade, what are, what are events around here that have happened? When I went through sixth through 12th grade, to the best of my recollection, and I was, you know, my recollection can be questionable, so we're going to lean on the friendly redneck liberals, but there were no, there wasn't a single school shooting within a 500 mile radius, not a single one, when I, when I was in 6th through 12th grade, and there wasn't, in our school district anyway, um, there were no suicides of my classmates, I mean, not not one that I sixth grade, sixth grade. Yeah, there's one I'm I know that okay affected my daughter. Yeah, how how many years well, behind are you? Yeah, that's the so maybe. And do you not remember the school just to the north of us in the county? Well, but that's what the wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. I mean, I'm fact checking you, and I know, yeah, you know, yeah, but it, but it, yes, it, it was going on, but not to. I mean, everybody was just like shocked. Whereas I don't think to hear when I'm hearing Levi talk about it, he it's not a shocking thing. Well, like to see the the yeah, yeah. everything that occurred. It for folks that don't know, West Liberty is a neighboring village, you know, and school district. The, I mean, everything that happened there, Levi, was that, was that surprising to you that it was, that stuff happened that close to home or? 
I or I, just kind of like, well, I guess I mean it can happen anywhere. Um, th- that's kind of how our whole generation, I feel like, feels like it feels like how it's going on. Because not only am I shocked, like not shocked about it, but it, like me or my friends or anybody else in my grade level ever really speaks much about this stuff just because it kind of happens more on a common basis and there's not much worried about it i wouldn't say but not from my experience i mean i know there's a lot of other experiences well we were listing you know my age range and i think lance you know we came up with two for sure that were were sort of in that ballpark of probably one in our district and one in a neighboring district that you know were prominent enough that we remember those suicides but I mean, I'm trying to think just through, you know, and I don't know all your classmates, but just in the years since sixth grade, how many in this district, you know, don't don't count neighboring districts, but how many do we know that that are gone because of that? Um, Yeah, well, that's the I don't I don't know what the number is, but I know it's I know it's more than two. (laughs) I don't, I don't know how many more. And maybe Mm. the fact that I don't know is part of the, you know, part of the problem. I I don't know. Those of us as adults are sticking our heads in the sand because this is not something that we are even thinking about. If I was, when I was dropping my, you know, taking my children to school or if I was dropping my, I mean, maybe I would be thinking about it, but not really. I, I don't wake up and worry about was there a Gun day? Violence. Was there a day that you ever took your daughters to school or sent them off to school and were were actively thinking about, gee, I'm worried that this could actually happen to them today? It would go all the way back to Columbine mm-hmm. because I taught. So when that happened, I taught in a modular unit. Yeah, and the gentleman came in from the parking lot, mm-hmm. and it was a topic in my class and the local elementary school is less than a block away from my room. Right. And my daughters would walk there to either go to school or catch the bus. Yep. And Columbine is the first real recollection of me with school shooting. And to Levi's point of he's kind of, and I'm going to put a word in his mouth, kind of numbed by it. It doesn't do much when he sees it. He doesn't worry about it. That's what's happened to me since Columbine. I was outraged at Columbine. I was scared. I'm thinking, well, there's the parking lot less than 100 yards from my trailer. I know I'm not supposed to call it a trailer, modular. But my trailer- it came unit, in on wheels, right? And, and left on wheels. Okay. And God, the, just the, the air filter was never- Changed in 20 years, but not that I ever filed a lawsuit against school, but probably should have. Um, they could have walked right in. Yep. And it was further to the office than it was to the parking lot. Yeah. And so, you know, my my things to my students were just run because we're, we're not safe. Yeah. This is a trailer. It's not like it's a brick building. No. Their, their AR-15 will go through. The walls in this trailer. This will be Swiss cheese. So, right. If we see them, just take off. There's there's no hiding yeah. in here to be safe. Yeah. But then, and I won't get them, you know, and I can't put them in numerical order because I think what I've done is probably what a lot of older people have done. 
I compartmentalize it so I don't think about it because it's just so bad. It's like, this is awful, right? But that's only, but see, that's where it comes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. That's only 1% of child deaths, right? I mean, we're talking about school shootings and that's only 1%. Of, of child deaths. We're not even talking about the other 99% that are going on mm-hmm. where young people are dying every day through homicide or suicide at home or, or whatever. And again, I guess that's my question, right? Why aren't we? What do we do? Why, why are we? Yeah, why aren't we talking about it? Why are we talking we about do? it? And why, why are we burying our heads in the sand so that a young person like Levi here says, well, yeah, I see it, but I don't think much about it because I see it all the time. It's on all the social. Not that I don't think it's a bad thing. I, no, but, I understand. I right. understand. Yeah. But you're you're numb to it. Yeah. I'm avoiding it, right? I don't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. And you're numb to it when you see it. Well, obviously the problem is going to get worse if that's the two attitudes we're going to have. And I'm not putting Levi down. I'm putting me down because Levi can't do a whole lot. You know, at 17, he yeah. can't do very much. Inability to vote doesn't help. Right. And I don't want to face it. And so what are we doing? We're not. That's the answer. Let's talk about what we could do about it. Keep it here on The State of Us, and we'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Overall, gun deaths among children jumped sharply in 2020 and again in 2021. A 31% increase for children 17 and 18 since 2019 is troubling enough. But the increase was 74% for children 9 and younger. So, I mean, it's bad if if our producer, right, if somebody in his age range dies by... I mean, it's bad if anybody dies because they were shot. Like, obviously, that's... Any age range. <laughs> any age range is bad. But are we okay with a 74% increase for children nine and younger? 74% increase I, you for know, nine and, and younger? And let's, let's play the numbers because you're always the one, right? I guess I have I to know. do it this time. If you only had two and you have four, right, that raises... I mean, that... Well, sure. The percentage. I mean, it's easier because you probably didn't have very many to, to, to raise the percentage, right? Well, you hope not. But it's like, right. But I guess the question we have to try to at least discuss is why are, why are we not doing anything about it? Or at least why is this not being discussed in the halls of Congress? Why is this not an issue in a mayoral race? Why is this not issue in a gubernatorial race? I mean, this is like, you know, we're, we're talking about ooh, 7% inflation and, you know, the prime rate and maybe a little bit about Ukraine. Uh, I'm upset with gas prices, but we're not talking about the safety of our children. What, I mean, what, what could be more important than that? What, what can be more important than the safety of the young people 
of our nation. A lot of things, and, apparently. And, well, that's my point is not that, you know, I know it's going to be hard to get something done because there's such disparaging views on this. But really, this is an issue we can't get any bipartisan support for. We must not because we're not even talking about it. Well, one, I, I wrote down a couple of things that come to mind of, you know, so the way that we've always tried to approach things, I think, on this program or get to what the root of the problem is, right? Because that's that's how you truly fix it. Um, one of the common things, or I think two of probably the most common things, right, that are brought up when we talk about mainly school shootings, because again, we really don't talk about the the fact that homicides killed over 2,000 children last year. Like, I, 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 until I read this article, we didn't talk about that. No, and I'll go ahead and say it. Is that a race issue? Is it because it's occurring in the black community? And so it's only 15% of the population. So we're not concerned about that. It's just happening over there. Well, I, and, and because that's okay. the number. That's okay. what the numbers show. We could say that, but then do we not care about the the white male children who disproportionately die because of suicide because of by suicide? Guns? Right. So I mean, it isn't as the article points out. There are different parts of the issue that affect different parts of, of society, but all racial groups are hit by this. Um, so the notion of stick our head in the sand because it's an other problem. That's certainly not the answer because it's not another problem. It's every. It should be the problem. It should be the enough. problem. It should be the problem for everybody. The thing that all demographic groups have in common that make them disproportionately likely. Um, the one thing that the article is able to thread together is they grow up in impoverished neighborhoods. Now, that's not always true, right? I mean, there's always exceptions, but that's the in the majority of cases, in the highest um, concentrated areas, that's where it's taking place. Um, so, and that's across different racial groups, right? But that's true in suburbs and in inner cities. Any place where it is economically repressed, it's more likely to happen there. Um, and then I also wrote down some things about, I think, feelings that the current generation has, right? Numb, hopeless, scared. Are any of those unfair things? Is there anything you'd add to that list, Levi? I think that could sum it up pretty well. Okay. Yep. Um, if you're feeling those things, and I am not a healthcare professional, but that sounds like a really good recipe for anxiety. Really good. Numb, hopeless, and scared. <laughs> um, anxiety often comes from a place of feeling like we don't have control, right? That's a that's a big place it comes from. And if I'm uh, numb to terribleness, I feel hopeless and I am scared, boy, I probably don't feel like I've got a lot of control over what's happening. Um, so not that that's one for one, but when anxiety increases, we also know that then depression rates increase. And if you're struggling with mental problems, right, mental health issues, um, you are disproportionately likely to do something that you would not do if you were healthy uh, with a firearm, especially if they become more accessible, which as we've mentioned already, they've become more accessible. So they're more available and the mental health situation has gotten worse. So the, these two coinciding trends of... Well, and it's harder to get help 
right mentally particularly in these impoverished areas there's a shortage of analysts of counselors yeah and We've done those shows, right? We've done, yep. we've read about that stuff. So you're saying there's a mental health crisis. This shows that that's true, but there's also a crisis in getting help for these people because there aren't enough well, and that's, people giving that. That's what I wanted to get to about the school shooting thing is the only solutions that I hear, and somebody else tell me if I'm wrong, the two things that get proposed all the time are more more legislation around guns, right? In other words, if we restrict access to guns, um, altogether or selectively, that will fix it. Or uh, if we, you know, destigmatize mental health um, and make sure that everybody has access to mental health care, then that'll fix it. I think there's legitimate that will doing those two things, like if we just did both of those things tomorrow, will that help? Yes. Will it fix it? No, I don't think so. Because neither of those issues, neither of them, combat the root systemic problem that we're talking about. And that's the thing I think that I'm the most, I mean, yes, very frustrated that, you know, over 3000 children died by gun. But the thing that's even more frustrating is that that many died about it. We're not talking about it. And when we do talk about it, the the only solutions being proposed are two things are that, Band-Aids. Are, are, that, that peck at the, at the periphery, you know, neither of those things fix the the underlying issues neither of them you know um you can restrict access to guns and you can make more mental health care professionals accessible and neither of those things does anything to address why the mental health problems came about in the first place you know it's well we're going to fix them now that they exist well uh, what about preventing them from happening in the first place and you know, we don't have enough time to go into all the potential solutions, but so, solution number one, right, in solving any problem is admitting that there is one. So we have to do that first um, as, as a nation collectively and say, this is a problem. We're not okay with this. Um, we're going to own it, take responsibility and say, we have to do something about it. Step number two is we have to get serious about, um, let's implement both things that we know can make a difference now, you know, no, they're not going to fix it. And don't anybody sell us on that's the end of the road. Number three is let's let's do what we can to make it better. Number three is let's get serious about prevention because clearly, clearly we're not. Clearly there's a problem. We clearly have enough young people that are getting to a mentally weak enough position, a mentally compromised enough position that this is becoming a serious problem. A very serious problem. And their peers are so accustomed to it that they don't even have a... They don't even know that it's a... They don't even realize that it... Maybe they know it's a problem, right? There's right. that undercurrent. But again, that's the hopeless. Well, what what is there to be done but about it? But if you've it? grown it's up with it, it you don't know that it hasn't always been that way. Right. I mean, you can be scared, um, but it's like, well, uh, maybe everybody grew up. No. No, they didn't. They did not. So I don't know. That's that's where I leave it for folks, Lance, is we got to do another show to talk about what we could do prevention-wise, because I think we've done a lot of talking. Um, but the first step is to make people aware right. that it's an issue, and that's what we've done today. Yep. So I think we'll definitely be doing more on this because we have a mission here at True Chat, right, Lance? It is. And our mission is to educate people by providing honest, open, and respectful conversations. We've done that today. We've made you aware of a very serious problem in our minds. Uh, in our country with our young people. And hopefully it's made you stop and think 
And if it has, you share those thoughts with others. And they say, well, I think I would like to listen to that show. Tell them they can find us as a podcast on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. The State of Us releases new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. First thing in the morning as a podcast. Those same episodes heard on the weekends on AM and FM radio stations across the United States and parts of Canada. For The State of Us, I'm Justin T. Weller. I'm Lance Jackson. Special thanks to our associate producer, Levi LaForge, and senior producer, Bradley Bush. And thank you all, our audience, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Be the change. Be sure to check out our website, thestateofus.org, for books, articles, and all the ways to tune in thestateofus.org.